Welcome to the Phileo Podcast. This is Troy. And Myers. And we are here with another corner booth at Rex's for the one, the only, Shang-Chi. Or, or Sean-Chi? Can, can we say Sean-Chi? I don't know. Kind that, of a, is that a like, spoiler? We don't yeah. want to spoil things, but... <laughs> so, we... Uh, as we do here, we love Marvel movies, and so uh, we we couldn't help but uh, throw together a podcast, just like we did on Black Widow and some of the other TV series that we're watching, uh, to to talk um, uh, another corner booth at Rex's on a, yeah. a new Marvel movie. So, although I gotta say, this one didn't feel like a Marvel movie in a lot of ways, like yeah. I, in a good way. I think it mm, just mm-hmm. once again, Marvel's just showing us they can pull off different styles. Yeah. different kinds of movies but it was it was good it was a nice start to this new new saga new air it's not a it's not a phase what do we call this oh like it's still phase it's still phase four but what do you mean four, like just but what did we call it? it was the infinity saga do i have oh, the right word um i think are you talking about the the marvel multiverse uh, yeah or like the whole like thanos infinity stone thing because mm-hmm. we're kind of we're like we're like really entering new realms here. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that in the spoiler section um, as we as we get going. But um, as we usually do with these conversations, we'll we'll kind of we'll start out with uh, some acting, some directing, some story uh, themes, execution, and then our our podcast uh, our Phileo podcast score uh, out of ten stars, where you can give half quarter. A third star, like whatever you want. At one do. of these points, I'm going to give some completely yeah. random, like down to the thousandth of a point score. Not tonight, yeah. but but it's going to come one okay. of these days. Um, so so those are the things that we're going to do with um, n- without spoilers, and then we'll go into our typical likes and dislikes with spoilers after that. So we'll give you a heads up uh, on the. You can probably look on the the synopsis of this podcast, and we'll give you that mark. And then we'll give you a clear warning when we get there. So if you want to stop and and then wait and, and watch Shang-Chi and then come back and listen to the rest of it. Or if you're just a, a person that is weird and likes to listen to spoilers, um, go for it. Like there's people I had this lady at my at my work. Uh, we would talk movies all the time and she literally had to read everything about a movie and like spoil the movie for herself before she went into it. And oh, I thought that she was the craziest person on the face of the is, planet. That is nuts. Yeah. She was like, I, I just like to go in without any, like any surprises. And I'm like, what a way to, what a way to, to watch movies. Like, yeah, you're missing out on like the best parts. <laughs> so um, anyway, let's, uh, let's get started with uh, acting, which I think is this movie's strong suit. What do you oh, think? Oh Yeah. Like no, nobody comes in flat on this one. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we'll talk some character development and stuff, and some spoilers where I can have some some complaints, some some things I can might be able to throw out there. Mm-hmm. But man, everybody felt like they fit. It felt really balanced for the most part. Um, uh, Razor Fist might be a slight exception there. And, and but I still I still liked Razor Fist. I still liked it. There was a yeah. there was only a couple moments where you're just kind of yeah. like that. That's it. That's all your reaction to this moment right now. Like that was as close <laughs> as I could get into having any kind of complaints about the acting. Like everything felt just, it just felt like everybody fit together so well. It just flowed. They were good. It was great. Speaking of, of uh, Razor Fist, he's, his actual name is Florian 
Muntianu. I, I didn't something I like didn't, that. I wrote it yeah, down. Something like that. But his alternate name is Florian Big Nasty Monteanu. And so, I mean, you got to give him a little bit of points for that. Like, hey, my nickname's Big Nasty, like Corliss Williamson from the uh, 94 uh, Arkansas Razorbacks. I oh. hated Corliss Williamson. Oh, why? Because uh, Arkansas beat Duke in the national championship oh, game. Of course. So I hated Corliss Williamson. <laughs> We lived in Arkansas, and so I thought that the Razorbacks were the greatest thing no, ever. Because, no, he's the yeah. reason why why I didn't have three Duke championships in four years. Because Grant Hill was still around; he was a senior, and they lost in the Final Four. Little did you know that we were going to sprinkle in some college basketball right into right. the middle of this Shang Chi podcast. So that's, sorry that's what you the, came for, right? Shang Chi yeah. says we should talk about like Duke Arkansas nineteen ninety four NCAA championship game. Those yeah. those go hand in hand. Yeah, might be ninety two. Anyway. We'll fact check that afterwards. Oh, no. and, uh, yeah, it's 94. And yeah, 92 they won. Oh, that's right. Okay, it was 94. Boom, there you go. Uh, Aquafina. Uh, um, well, actually, I've, I'm already like moving past uh, our our uh, leading role. Simu Leo is uh, Shang-Chi. Um, and this is just a star-making role for him, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, I know that a lot of the, obviously, the Marvel machine is going to kind of keep tabs on him for a while. But I I think that this is uh, a really big coming out party for him. The range, like he shows so many different things in this movie because there, there, there are hilarious moments in this movie, mm-hmm. and he plays them perfect. There are some like deep, serious, gut wrenching moments in this movie, and he does those well. He does the action well. Everything. He just it's it's very, very well rounded. So right when we came home from uh, watching the movie. I was like, what else is this guy in? Is he just a nobody that they cast? And I saw like a Jimmy Kimmel interview before the, uh, maybe it was Jimmy Kimmel. Anyway, one of the late night guys was interviewing him and he was kind of being self-deprecating. And like, if you've ever watched him in an interview, he's great as well. So I can imagine like him just nailing that Marvel interview on uh, what he needed to do to uh, get this role. But he he kind of plays down some of his roles. He he had some decent stuff. He's been in The Expanse and and a couple other things. But he's been on the show Kim's Convenience. It's a Canadian um, comedy uh, for several years, and we started watching it on Netflix. And it's got about five seasons, and it just finished this year in 2021. And all of the things that you just hit on, like it's got comedy, it's got like family drama and all of these other things. And you could just tell like he's kind of using those things as preparation for like a bigger career. You can just tell like he everybody's great in it. Um, The dad is particularly hilarious in this show, but he is definitely like you're like, okay, he's going to go on to bigger and better things. And we all know by now who Aquafina is, right? As Katie. Um, I mean, she's seemingly everywhere these days. Or maybe just Seriously. everything that I'm that I'm watching, she's popping up in. Um, we watched Crazy Rich Asians the other day. She's awesome in that. And that was probably one of her bigger breakout roles. She was in Ocean's Eight. And I remember um thinking like who the heck is this Aquafina? Apparently she's a, a rapper and a comedian before that. But I felt that movie just really wasted her efforts. And you really see like um, that she's a, a great actress, yeah. a great comedic actress. If you watch, if, if anything, just to watch Crazy Rich Asians, just for her performance alone and uh, Dr. Ken uh, from uh, Ken Jeong. 
and Jong. Yeah, so um, um, she's and, gonna be Scuttle in the live action Little Mermaid, like the yeah. bird. Mm-hmm. I'm now Which a little bit excited sense. to watch Little Mermaid. Right. <laughs> um, I, that, that, that was not true before now, although it would probably happen at my house. I have a daughter, so it, it would come anyway. But yeah, there you go. Gives me a, gives me a reason. Um, she was also the Raya in The Last Dragon. Um, she was the voice of the um, the titular Last Dragon character that was Sisu in the uh, in that movie. Um, so it's seemingly everywhere for Disney. Right. And all those she was guys, in a. So. The second Jumanji with uh with the rock and stuff. She's mm-hmm. in that one. She's one of the, the Avatar things that they That's become. Right. So I'm pretty sure at one point it's like Kevin Hart is supposed to be inside her. Like you know, those those two are just going to town. Like those two are both characters in this in this game. So there's some fun moments with them in that show too. But yeah. Unfortunately I burned uh the second Jumanji from my mind because it wasn't as good as the the first rock Jumanji, not the first Robin Williams Jumanji, but like it I really not liked... near as good as yeah. the first rock Jumanji. Yeah. No, so. the first rock Jumanji, surprisingly, really good. Yeah, um, Tony Leung as Wenwu, um, also known as the Mandarin. Uh, I'm. Uh, we're gonna get to some of his stuff later on, so I don't want to burn a lot of that here. Um, but he he's great in his first English speaking role. Um, he's a huge star in Hong Kong uh, with movies like Infernal Affairs, which is basically what The Departed was uh, turned into uh, on the American side. And then um, he goes as far back as, I mean, probably even farther, like he was in Hard Boiled with Chow Yun-Fat, which is like a John Woo movie that basically was a huge influence on American action movies like in the late 90s. And I mean, even still now, you can kind of see some of those things Um um, as a as a as a, a fingerprint um, for for what he was part of there, he he was co lead with Chow Yun Fat on those. And then, uh, and and I apologize if I if I murder any of these. These are we're getting into the more difficult names here. Uh, Menger uh, Zhang as Jialing as uh, Shang Chi's uh, sister is extremely impressive in this first, yes. and, and this is her first movie. Like I yeah. was just like expecting to see like, oh okay maybe she's like had a bunch of like um, foreign films on her resume or something like that like no, like, like Tony Leung, nothing. Like nothing yeah yeah it's basically like her and then like it has like two IMDb credits for like her starring in the about the movie like that's yeah. what they needed to do to like flesh out her IMDb page we need a couple <laughs> more things on here so let's uh let's do some interviews on some shows and and call those right their own credits right so um and then so those are the main uh what i would say is like your main characters um and she uh, she's accounted on for a surprising amount uh, of the movie and really delivers i mean i was going into it like just kind of seeing a little bit of the trailer and stuff like that didn't know any of the backstory other than shang chi is like um, the master of Kung Fu. So I was just like, it's going to be awesome. And of course the trailer has like the bus, like parts of the bus scene, uh, which yeah. is now just all you have to do is say bus scene. And you're just like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you know, like, <laughs> and I remember seeing the trailer going like, oh my gosh, I'm really excited for this movie now after seeing that. So if, um, you, like, sh- if you like seeing it in the trailer, yeah, you'll, you'll flip just for that part yeah. of the movie. So yeah. it's great. 
Um, and then even the bit parts, I mean, a lot of these things aren't necessarily spoilers because it's just people's names and stuff like that. And we'll talk about what they do later. But Bala Chen as Li, which is uh, uh, Shang-Chi and Xiaoling's mom, and of course, um, Wen Wu's wife. Um, she was excellent in her small time um, in the movie. Michelle Yao, which if you've watched any like martial arts movie in the last like 20 years, she's probably been in like three or four of them. She's Ying Nan, which is um, uh, their aunt. Um, and then uh, Wa Yuan as Master Guangbo, like he has this little part at the very end, but he just kills it. He's he's the Dion Waiters yeah. um, of, of like he, he coming in hot. Like really hot. hot. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, did you have any other, um, other than razor fist that we talked to? We, we even, we got a, we got a razor <laughs> we'll, fist throw in we'll, there. We'll get a little more razor fist bashing later just cause it's fun. Okay. Um, okay. but no, no, I mean, everybody was so good. And I mean, there's, you know, you mentioned some, some pretty big things in there, but like I hadn't heard of most of these people. I hadn't seen mm -hmm. most of this and some of them literally had nothing and everybody was just so good. There was yeah. just, there was nobody that felt out of place. There was nobody that, you know, we've talked about this in other Marvel movies and shows where like somebody overpowers. Yeah. Um, my, my wife is currently, as we record watching Mean Girls laying in bed right now. And like, mm -hmm. there's a little scene in the beginning of that where it's just like Rachel McAdams is like on another level. And like, yeah. she's just toying. Mm -hmm. Like you don't belong in this movie. Everybody else does, but you don't right. belong. In <laughs> none of that feeling, none of that feeling in Shang-Chi. Like, Right. Everybody felt like they belonged in this big, huge, massive movie. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, they just worked so well together. It was yeah. great. Um, so it's directed by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. Um, he directed uh, Just Mercy, which is a um, legal movie with Michael B. Jordan and um, uh, Jamie Foxx. It's also got Brie Larson in it, which is funny because like every single Dustin Daniel Cretton movie has a Brie Larson role in it. And so uh, the Glass Castle is another movie with with her in it. And uh, um, but I mean, they're not really well known movies like I think Just Mercy, like that was one that people put out. I think Amazon put out during last summer as yeah. just kind of a hey, um, here's a uh, here's a free movie about making sure that you understand like um, what African Americans go through with um, situations with the legal system and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty well known on a lot of people's radar just because of that. Yeah, um, that's but it. it. But that's like it. On his, yeah, it's like yeah. just mercy and this movie. Um, right. And everything else was pretty small and random. Yeah. Like so I mean, it's shorts. it's at least yeah, it's at least a movie that you've probably heard of, but but at the same time, it does not indicate like he's gonna take on the superhero machine over at Marvel. Uh, and right, but this this is part of what we talk about with Marvel that like they bring in random you know actors that haven't had big roles, directors that haven't done anything on this scale or like very little that's this big, and yet they find a way to make it work and with with that director's vision and their touch on it like their voice is clear it's it's clear in this one like it, it's a different tone and a different feeling in this movie than it's not like all marvel movies feel the same like we've talked about before like they do so many different styles and, and kind of genres still within still being superhero movies and still falling into that overall category but so many different types of them and they did it again like they just pull this guy who's got like one big movie credit to his mm -hmm. list and Nope, nails it. Yep. 
So, I mean, it's a little bit more than the the Loki and I think Black Widow had kind of a relatively well unknown um, yeah. in that in that role as well. The, the the biggest thing that I think was key for this movie as well, if since we're kind of sitting on like directing, we're going to get into story here in just a second is um, uh, Jackie Chan's uh, one of Jackie Chan's like stunt team guys uh, did all of the fight choreography and I can't remember his name, um, but not that anybody's going to be like, oh, you didn't credit that guy. But still, um, the uh, um, the martial arts in this is just top of the line. And I mean, yes. you didn't you didn't think that Marvel was going to skimp, but like at the same really time, delivered. like some of the some of the fight scenes with like powered individuals like can be a little bit boring at times. It can it can rest into like the Superman and Zod fight type stuff. Yeah. And this was just so cool, like because of uh, so cool. it was so practical and it was a lot of martial arts, especially early on, uh, that I, I just had to kind of give a shout out to that. Um, no, it it's, it's, like, that a, it's like a Jackie Chan Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down at one point. Yeah, like, there, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to a specific scene later where I'm like, no, I've I've seen that little moment. Right. Um, but it was it was. The thing for the directing for me that you could, I think, really came through, and this is always a good thing in the movie, when you can see that there was a clear vision. Like, I didn't yes. always know it was coming. Like, as an audience mm -hmm. member, like, there are mm -hmm. twists, there are turns, but you never, you felt like everybody in the movie, in a deeper sense, like, they knew what they were doing. Like, the movie yes. is directing you to this moment, to this outcome, mm -hmm. to these feelings, to these reactions, and you could see that there was a clear vision in this movie and that everybody understood it and so it was that was just super solid and super good to see because there's there's a lot of ways this could have fallen off oh yeah at so many different points <laughs> if there was not a good steady hand driving it and it really seemed like it had it so so let's so let's get into story since that that's a good uh, segue into it it's written by Justin daniel cretton has a, a writing um, uh, or he's credited with uh, writing the screenplay as well, but it's also written by Dave Callam, um, who did Wonder Woman 1984, Doom and the Expendables. Uh, um, and so he, he kind of whiffed a couple of different times and then like hit like an absolute home run with this. Uh, and then Andrew Lanham, who also worked with, uh, Cretton on Just Mercy in the Glass Castle. So those were just obvious writing partners. Sorry, uh, I got to go through that list again. Doom, right. Wonder Woman 1984. What was the other one? The Expendables. And Oof. I think that he did like Expendables 2, 3, and 4. They had scripts so. for those Expendables movies. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> there's some enjoyment in the Expendables movies in just a like, for what they are. I mean... So I also left out Mortal Kombat, which I started watching. The original for, one? No, or the no, new one? the new one that I, like, I think, oh man, I watched five minutes of it on HBO Max and I was like, nah, I'm okay. It's always sitting there tempting me and I haven't, no, I haven't pulled that trigger yet. So yeah. I don't need to. Okay. You, you'll know, you'll know about five minutes in. You're like, no, thanks. Um, the, the most recent Godzilla with, uh, that was directed by Gareth Edwards and had, um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen, Brian Cranston in it was pretty decent. And he wrote that one too. So it was, it was a little bit better than uh, the Matthew Broderick one um, from our high school days. 
I'm sorry. Is it that hard to be better than putting the phrases Matthew Broderick and Godzilla together? Uh, that's true. I, mean, I, I am setting a like I, yeah. I am setting a low bar here. Uh, the thing that is, is exciting for me is that he did so well with this, and he's going to write Spider-Man into the uh, uh, into the Spider-Verse too. So, yeah. So anyway, um, I got us off on a big time tangent there, but I just had to throw out the same guy that wrote this wrote Wonder Woman 1984, which is my least favorite movie of the year like it was hands down it was rough like nothing comes close it was oh there's like one good scene um when he's trying on clothes yes it was funny yeah because it's a it's a reverse otherwise because they're like hey let's just do the same thing that we did in reverse from the first movie and you're like to make fun of 80s clothes at the same time like that was that was it and otherwise it made no sense it was that, yeah. We don't need yeah. to divulge. No, no. Yeah. We'll devolve okay. into a feeding. I would rather have to watch Zack Snyder's <laughs> cut of Justice League on repeat than have to sit around through Wonder Woman 1984 again. I felt like Wonder Woman 1984 was as long as a six hour, like, or no, it was four hours, right? It was four hours. Four hours. Just four it was hours. just four hours. Felt like I felt six, like it was, it was four, four hours. I, Wonder I Woman like, felt like it was eight. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Shang-Chi grows up uh, the son of a warlord, which is, uh, of course, um, the Mandarin that we mentioned um, that's played by Tony Leung. And um, he escapes his dad, uh, but also leaves his sister behind um, waiting for his return. And his dad reenters his life when he needs something that Shang-Chi has to help him bring back the only thing that he loved. So that's kind of like the little plot synopsis that doesn't get too spoilery. Um, that gets us a little bit on our way. I felt like this was uh, to stick to spoiler spoiler free conversation. It, this is about as good as a movie that is an origin story that doesn't hammer the origin story like up front. Like yes. we always we always we always goof on this like the fifteenth time that Batman like uh like loses his parents or Peter Wait, Parker like what? loses Batman's Uncle Ben die? right. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Bruce Wayne's parents died. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, so so I, I felt like at like even as I'm watching it, I'm like, man, they did that so good. I mean, om- almost even in in the third act, we're still doing like origin story stuff that makes sense and helps yes. move the movie along. You know? Yes. I just it, I, I thought this that, gonna, that was such a good thing. This doesn't make writing. any sense to you right now if you're listening, but when we get to spoiler stuff, it is it's so good the way that they pull the story together throughout mm-hmm. the movie it's it's done really well um like i wrote this down 80 percent of this story i really loved like 80 mm-hmm. percent was just like oh man it's so good there's about 10 percent that i just need to watch it again to get yeah. it yeah yep because this is just but one time things through, that like right? yeah man wait yeah I, I, I sat in the theater once and did this um on a nice cool uh saturday afternoon after i'd been up in the morning for soccer so there was at least two points in this movie where i went my eyes aren't open, like inside my own head and had to open my eyes. Um, yeah, if I, I watched it after, after soccer yesterday, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at most, there's maybe 10% of this story that I could have done without was yeah. my estimate. It's just, it's really, it's really good. And as we've already alluded to, they pull it off really well with the directing and the acting. So, yeah. What, what about the themes uh, that you identified with this? 
Um, I, family is a huge theme. I mean, if you listen to who we talked about as the big cast mm-hmm. members, it was all people that were related pretty much. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and so there's lots of family and identity and figuring out who you are. Um, there's also tons of uh, forgiveness and exception, uh, mm-hmm. acceptance and redemption. Like those, those become really big things, yep. um, especially as it kind of builds into this, this awesome ending. And so, yeah, I had um, family in there um, and the purpose and direction. I really liked some of the the discussion on that, especially as um, the the people that will watch this are probably millennials, and a lot of them kind of suffer from a lot of this as well as I did whenever I was their age as as well. You know, uh, I, I put this in as a theme, but maybe it's just kind of a thought. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I mean, it, that's a saying. But I think that it's it has become such a uh, a well known thing that I think that it it being a theme um, can can give you a hint of what type of movie that you're going to to see and and what what you might be in store for. So without yeah. necessarily like completely spoiling everything, oh, I mean, we already talked about. I mean, if you watch the trailer for this movie, you know like a little bit of what's going on. I mean, that's that's not there, but we've taken out some of the other stuff, so. Um, we left plenty for yeah. you all right we didn't there's still so much good stuff that we're trying to hold back on troy's been having to hold back on it for two weeks too by the way so <laughs> so feel for him for two weeks he's been getting the i've been getting the so so did you watch shang chi yet did you watch shang chi hey, yet I, he was I, really I, good he did i tried my all. best but it but wasn't it, was, it wasn't a, like an annoying like you have to do this it was just an excited look it was like it was like the time we went to Tucano's, which was my first time going to Tucano's, which is this restaurant where they bring you like an endless supply of meat on these giant skewers and just cut you off some. And I got to sit there while Troy and Lori watched me try everything for the first time. Like they wouldn't even eat. They just wanted to watch me try everything for the first bite. I love it. I love that's, it. How, that's how it felt every time I talked to them for the past two weeks and be like, so did you, uh, did you watch Shang-Chi yet? This look of anticipation. He couldn't wait to talk about it. So whatever score that we come up with, like it has to be like from that from that point on, it's like buyers going to Takanos. Like <laughs> that's what it equals. It equals. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we get there, execution. I know we've talked about this a lot already, um, but I, I feel like there was a lot of room for error here. Like uh, you hit it like on the head, and they pulled it off pretty spectacularly. It's a, it's a well-crafted martial arts movie that is like some of the best. I probably wouldn't say it's on par with those, but it's maybe right below those in a way that um, a, a martial arts geek would come in and watch this and think like, oh, this is a Marvel movie? Uh, oh, I didn't think yeah. that this was a Marvel movie at all. And then it kind of gives way to that like superhero movie and kind of ends in that that great way. And so I thought that it did a, a great job of being a genre movie, like you mentioned before, but still holding its place in the Marvel universe, especially as you get into like mid credit scene and, and post credit scenes and, and how it all fits in, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, and it's really cool because it's all uncharted territory, like um, with, they're kind of mixing in pieces and parts because a lot of this stuff, and we've talked about it in previous podcasts, that uh, the Mandarin character and um, Fu Manchu, Shang-Chi's uh, dads uh, in the comic books, 
are just problematic racial stereotypes written by white men in the early 60s and 70s. And they just needed to be kind of reworked. And this was a great way of reworking yes. them. Oh know? my gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, they, they even, well, no, we'll get to that in spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to, right? It's so hard not to. No, I, the, the execution is, is so on, because you're right, it, it does have, it, it pulls off enough to fall into that genre and of, of you know, this kind of martial arts genre at the same time as still still hitting enough notes that it firmly belongs in the mcu and it it's just expanding the mcu more like mm -hmm. just kind of planting this flag like oh yeah we can do this too we're gonna delve over into here like we've we've gone into sci-fi and we've done spy thrillers and all this other stuff and hey we're gonna throw in a, a martial arts film now just just to show you guys we can do it and bring in another awesome character for my nine-year-old to love so yeah all right Moment of truth, Filio podcast score. Do you want me to go uh, first? Since I no, keep I making go, you go first. Okay. I can go first. I don't mind. Okay. Uh, eight and a half. That's what I gave it to. So now yes. eight and a half. Eight and a half uh, out of ten is Byers Goes to Canos. Byers Goes to Canos. <laughs> I'm writing it down. It's a thing. Byers Goes to Canos. It's an eight and a half. <laughs> Um, did you give it a tier ranking in our MCU tiers as well? Oh, I totally forgot that. Um, all right, I'm, I'm, ugh, you put me on the spot, but I feel like it's Space Stone. It's so for mine, that's Homecoming, Guardians Volume 2, Age of Ultron, and Endgame. That kind of feels right for me right there. And maybe upon second viewing, I might bump it up to Time Stone, but I feel like it's really good. I, I um, went. I went. I went right for the time stone. You went I'm right for the time stone. Now. Dang it! I could. I could watch it over and over. Like okay, yeah. I was just sitting there talking to talking to my wife before. I was like, all right, what's something big that I that, like looking at my notes? Like, do I need to remember anything from this movie? And she's like, I'm. I think you guys are good. Um, yeah. She's like, but I really want to watch it again. Like, again, I already, yeah. I, I watched I, it yesterday, and I already want to watch it again. Right. Um, I'm not. I'm not that crazy anymore. I'm not in college anymore. Right. Um, if you we were in college, we would have seen this movie like three times already. Um, it's Do the good. X two really early good. in the morning and late at night. No, yeah. it, it's really good. We didn't have podcasting yet when we were in college. <laughs> we would have started this twenty years ago and that's been true. In trouble. A lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> Space to time. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna... time. I mean, that's where I've got you know Ragnarok, Iron Man, Guardians, Black Panther. That's that's probably a really good correlation for me too. Like it's it's really close to Black Panther for me. And and let's so let's get into our spoiler conversation so we can talk about that instead of just tiptoeing around it. So all right, so no more tiptoeing. All right, if if you were waiting, just cut off and go watch the movie. Here's your chance. Go ahead, go watch the movie. And we're back. You've watched it. You've been amazed. You understand when we go the bus scene now. You get it. <laughs> um, if I say that we're switching the name of our podcast to the Filio podcast instead of the Filio podcast because we got in trouble for something, you understand that joke. Um, <laughs> it's now with with Roy and Randy instead of Troy and, and, and Byers. So right, <laughs> just for a Roy little bit. Beers. Roy Beers, not Roy, Troy Byers. Roy Beers. Roy Beers. Roy Beers. Troy Willis. Trey Willis. Troy. <laughs> i get trey willis all the time Trey yeah. willis i like it so uh we talked about this already um a little bit um in the non-spoiler portion but one of my 
one of my likes of this is it's a it's on par with like crouching tiger hidden dragon matrix kung fu hustle some of my favorite martial i'm not like a completionist martial arts guy but like i like some of the weird like out there stuff like kung fu hustle i'm pretty sure like not a lot of people like that i know are just like yeah i sat through like a two and a half hour movie that made zero sense with subtitles because it was awesome awesome action you know that was in it's my so like, seth cohen right now just for the record yeah that was my uh, like my bruce lee jet lee phase what's funny is because uh, this movie called hero which is like set in like feudal japan was super excited to watch it and it was okay but it had tony leung as the um in like the movie with jet lee and so i was like oh i watched hero yeah i, I, that was, I didn't even put that together put that that together like, yeah it's been like a while <laughs> at least like <laughs> almost 20 years i think yeah i think that, oh. that came out like right around then um so but the, so the bus scene we we talked about it a lot oh. it's getting all the love it's not I'm even gonna, my I'm, favorite fight though probably i was gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna and i didn't i specifically I just, didn't do this because i don't feel like they put it in the trailer at all i love the scaffolding scene outside the of the scaffolding fight scene literally reminds me of scene from rush hour just right? jackie chain movie yeah where chris tucker's about to like the, the bamboo snapping off and he's yep. falling down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm having Jackie Chan flashbacks here. Right. I, I felt so like good. that was a great homage to that, but they did it. I mean, I mean, if, of course it's like blue screen or it's green screen and like people are falling off and stuff like that. And it's really dark, but it's just so well done. Like just this, and I hate heights. And so being in a movie theater <laughs> and being like in this huge screen, like, it's just like, the action and the intensity is just so palpable in that scene that like i can't remember uh, another scene like that made me so just amped up and like scared for like all of the things that were going on and it was it just made it like perfect and the music during it was perfect oh, yeah. too yeah I, I was trying to think about this as i was writing my notes like i'm pretty sure these are the best fight scenes in a marvel movie right yes. does anything come close to this i mean like there's really cool stuff and, and not like just individual, like not counting like on your left. And I was going to game, say like, on your left is probably the only thing that's but coming that's to like, my mind. That's yeah. just such an epic thing. Mm -hmm. that it's like its own category, but like, just yeah. like, like the one guy fighting off enemies and stuff. Like I got nothing. And some of that's just cap cap in the elevator in Ooh, winter soldier cap in elevator is right there. But I mean, it's, it's yeah. that kind of level. It's, right. it's, but but really but it's point taken like that's yes. i mean i just don't i'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment um but you're right like it's only been like it's... 28 hours since i saw it i'm still i'm still a prisoner <laughs> so speaking of prisoner of the moment speaking of the bus scene sorry let's do this first the thing that just makes it so perfect and in such a marvel scene is the dude that's live streaming and commenting on <laughs> right? it <laughs> it just pulls Dude, like, that whole thing it's together. A great, it'd just be a great fight scene on its own, but him filming it and the stuff he's commentating and saying, and <laughs> from the moment it starts, you're just waiting for, for Katie, Aquafina's character, mm -hmm. to take over and start driving the bus. Because you've already set up. She's already called herself the Asian Jeff Gordon and driven like a crazy right. person already. <laughs> and you're, you're, you realize as soon as this starts happening on the bus, like, oh, that was set up. We're about to yeah. get some awesome, crazy driving. Right. Um, with a bus, by the way, just adds to the fun. Um, how many times has there been a street, like a racing car out of control 
in San Francisco. I mean, like, right. this is probably like one of the most overused things in movies. And I don't even care because the scene yeah. was so fun that I'm like, I don't care that we're racing down a hill in San Francisco out of control for like the four millionth time in a movie. I, I love the fact that the moment that the guy starts live streaming, he's like, yo, what's up? It's so-and-so. And I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to go ahead and grade this fight um, as it's going live stream. I took one year of karate, so I feel like I've got a little bit of, you know, it's like, like some, perfect, some throw. Perfect like, moment like, for 2021. It's right? Just... Like, I I have nothing, like, and of course, I, I get the meta um, of us sitting here judging movies, like two dudes. Like, this that, is true. That, we're, that we're, might, we're playing that into might the not same thing. thing right but I, I still loved it uh it's it just it just pulls that whole scene together what did you have for some of your likes i mean aquafina is is you know in our other movie stuff we goes whose movie is this and like she's not getting left off this thing i mean everybody else is great i i've never i've seen her in other stuff but i've never been like oh she's hilarious she's awesome like she's fine but mm -hmm. in this one man she just hits it and and it needs it like it needs this kind of character she mm -hmm. shot straight mm -hmm. up to yeah. uh luis level as far as marvel sidekicks goes for me she's in contention for the top spot right away yeah. um which those are some some quality rankings but i mean yeah. the, the asian jeff gordon line when she can't pronounce his name on the airplane <laughs> i was just <laughs> Like when my nine-year-old almost falls out of his theater seat, I'm pretty sure laughing at a couple points at her, like just cracking. Yeah. I was worried at, at the start when mm -hmm. everything is subtitled. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Like I mean, I knew it was going to come out of that, but I'm like, mm -hmm. is he just going to be lost? And then you know what? As soon as like they start their banter and she starts going, didn't matter. Like, yeah, it's funny. He gets it. And so she was just great. Um, and, and, hits at just the right moments so that there, there's some deep serious stuff in this movie mm, mm -hmm. um the family stuff is just crazy and she brings in enough lightheartedness when it needs to come in and it's just like little little witty sarcastic crazy comments from time to time and so yeah she was she was the right breath of fresh air at the right moments throughout the movie the only thing, um so I'll, I'll throw in a dislike here to throw a little bit of cold water on our conversation the only thing that I didn't like about her character was that she got to take the shot to kill the dweller in the darkness at the very end after like four minutes just like, of like, like, like right of practice of the 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 uh, bow and arrow, you know, I mean, if it was like a driving thing, like that would make perfect sense. Just like yeah. you said, you were she was set up to do that. And I mean. Um, those are the types of things that like that would have made a little bit more sense, but I, I just felt like that was a little bit of too, too easy of a, Hey, we need to have a reason that Katie's still here, you know? And I was like, she's cool being there. She needs yeah. to be there. That's like, that's, I don't need her to shoot the, the giant yeah, scary monster right. the throat perfectly. Yeah. So no. I, I felt that that was, that was probably only one of the few things that I have on some of these dislikes. No, I think it would have been cooler yeah. if, if his sister did that yeah. and then he finished it off. That would have made I, more sense. Yeah, that's that was. I think that probably, was, I, I mentioned earlier like ten percent of the stuff I could have done without. Mm, like mm -hmm. probably eight percent of that is just little details in the final kind of confrontation. Yeah. There's just a few things. It's like, eh. yeah, but. So we so we learn a lot about Wenwu, um, like very um, or uh, the Mandarin. I'll just kind of keep using them interchangeably. Um, so to get ready for that, 
uh, early on in the, I mean, I said that the origin story kind of gets uh, discussed throughout um, pretty well, but the first little bit is kind of an exposition dump on him uh, to, to get us going. And, uh, but I really enjoyed um, his, his acting, his character. It was a, I, I asked the question right now, is he on the Mount Rushmore of Marvel villains along with uh, Zemo and Killmonger? You understand him like you do them. Like yeah. you understand, especially like there, there's, there's parts of, I mean, he's just going for power and he's kind of blah during the exposition dump. But as far as like this movie's conflict, you understand it completely. Like mm -hmm. he's hearing his dead wife who he's like been in, like he gave up everything for her. Right. And his past still comes back to haunt him and she dies. And he knows deep down. I mean, he blames other people at different points in the movie and tries to throw it up. But deep down, he knows it's his fault. Like he's holding that guilt and that shame from the fact that, oh, my life came back and it killed her. And now mm -hmm. I hear a voice and like, I'm going to go save her. Like he really thinks he's doing the right thing and I get him. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he absolutely makes, makes the rush more. And we might be set up for someone else that makes the rush more later. Cause I love the little sister takes over the family business, not at the end where she's yeah. still doing the 10 rings. And then it says, oh, the 10 rings will be back. Yeah. Um, and so I think she's going to follow in those footsteps and, and be another interesting villain for us. But yeah, definitely on the Marvel uh, villain Rushmore. Uh, do we need a Marvel horrible father ranking, by the way? Like horrible dad moves? <laughs> so so I'm glad that you got, brought that I was up. going through the list, man. Like, is there is there a legit good dad for, for a Marvel character? They all have some like horrible secret that they've been hiding or some horrible thing they do, right? Like Odin, Stark. Hank Pym like hides the truth about his mother. Um, T'Chaka has, oh, hey, by the way, you have a cousin that I just left after I killed his father. Like, right. Um, it, is Winwoo second on the list in Horrible Fathers? I think Ego still wins. Ego definitely wins. You're right. He has no redemption. He just dies. Yeah. Winwoo, ha yeah. Winwoo has some redemption by the The others moment. feel like they're doing something in a in a sort of like a misled manner yeah. yeah exactly but yeah in the themes whenever we talked about family i put on there and i forgot i was like don't spoil that um but disney <laughs> continues to be the place where parents go to die like it's just like like Especially nemo dads, like man. yeah, they just yeah absolutely yeah like yeah. moms get to be the nice loving characters at least in some of these like this mom's great yeah. like Mm -hmm. but but dad no dad's an evil warlord who in his mourning for his wife turns his son into an assassin by the time he's 14 <laughs> right and just sends him off to avenge his mother's death like <laughs> uh, speaking of uh this is a good uh this time to discuss so death dealer is one of the cooler looking guys in this uh, that doesn't use get more of him that's my note like bigger than life so i feel like he was a bigger deal and had his part cut but you were talking about him uh training his son to be an assassin and like death dealer is uh, a big part of that at least in like the montage and the flashbacks and yeah. stuff like that and then of course he comes in and kind of does some cool stuff uh in in several of the the scenes that we're talking about but i would have liked to seen more of him so so let's get into one of the bigger things because i've got it on my notes here ben kingsley like comes out of nowhere um, in the middle of the movie. Um, he's been held captive as uh, a prisoner because at the 
if, if you go to if you have Disney Plus, they have like a, this Marvel one shot that's been out there for several years, but really tied everything back together um, after this, where he's in uh, prison right after Iron Man three. And he's he's in with like a lot of the crowds there because they still think that he's he does the Mandarin voice and they ask him to do it. And everyone goes, yeah, that's cool. But at the very end, the Ten Rings come and they're basically coming for like their pound of flesh. And yeah. it just kind of leaves it just kind of hanging out there that that you don't know what to do. But it was symbolic that Disney Plus like had just none of the other Marvel one shots are out there. No. And so it was kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Why don't I you watch, watch this, this before you, you um, go to the movie? So I'm glad that you told me that it was out there because I had been looking for him for a while. I'm sure I could have found it on YouTube or something like that, but I was glad that uh, it was on Disney Plus. So it kind of gives you a reminder like, hey, the last time we were talking about the Mandarin, it was this stage actor, <laughs> Trevor Slattery. Ole, um, ole, ole, ole. Oh, um. <laughs> I, I felt like it was a good art, my bad, like from Marvel, like, but that, that it just went on too long. What do you think? A little, I don't know. So I loved the story from Winwu about him, like talking about who he was. He's like the terrorist who named himself after a chicken dish. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it still terrified America. Like it was, it was right. great. Um, I mean, a little, in some ways, I see your point about it going on too long, but I don't know. He was, he was still really enjoyable. He's a little... He's sober, so in some ways he's a little less crazy, but he's just as goofy yeah. as ever. Plus, he gets to talk to Morris, the crazy chicken pig with no yeah. face. See, I liked that. I liked that. Like, there, but like there was just still some more things that were kind of like the moment when Morris goes over to him in the battle because you think he's dead, and then he, he just pops up and says, "No, I'm just acting." Yeah, <laughs> and then Morris joins him and rolls over on his back. Like, yeah, I was I was in stitches. It was it was great. Some of it, yeah. Um, but I mean, he plays a part like him and Morris yeah. are the ones that, you know, get him through the, they get him there. the yeah. forest stuff. So like he, he played his little part. He's still around. So we'll get yeah. some more Trevor Slattery popping up at some point. I bet. I really did love his, like, he's an idiot portion of like why he got into acting um, with the planet <laughs> of the apes story. That was fantastic. Like, so speaking of Morris, um, I'm ambivalent about Morris and like, it's innocent enough, but it still looks like it looks like Marvel trying to create another like cute character, like yeah. baby grew or, or grow grew where it was kind of like made in a lab kind of thing. Like it, it flirted with the, the poor Jar Jar Binks yes. Ewok territory. Yes. And like yes. they aired more on the Porg side. Like they're, you know, it's not like he's as important as the Ewoks are right. in that story. Like he doesn't try to do anything except be cute. Yeah. And luckily he doesn't talk. Like right. the weird, I don't have a face thing was kind of freaky. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like what is yeah. the thing with no face running around? <laughs> but if it has no face, that means it can't talk. So it was okay. Um, yeah. And it, it, it kind of gave Trevor something to do. It gives Ben Kingsley something to do because he's like the translator for this weird little creature then. So yeah that's true it's all right yeah so that's like not necessarily like a like or a dislike but it was just kind of like i feel like you're selling me on something right you're just trying to sell me a toy but you did okay yeah <laughs> right this is totally showing up in every like disney gift shop ever the yeah. little 
little mm-hmm. Morrises that my kids are going to want to buy. There will be a stuffed Morris. Yeah, yeah, the one that yeah, goes on the shoulder. The, uh, goes on the shoulder. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, uh, did your kids come home with one of those? Did they have oh, yeah, we got, we got a Porg. Ever yeah. got a Porg, and Xavier got Baby Groot. So you, you just, hit, you we only came home with Porg. So yeah. only one kid wanted one. Yeah. So, uh, I, so do we want to just f- finish up our dislikes and then just run through our our likes? Because I've only got like a few more dislikes, but I've got a lot more likes. What do you think? Yeah, and that on, works. on a big time positive note. Yeah. Uh, Razor Fist car was like <laughs> well within like it it it's the heir to the Massengill throne like right. mobile that you th- <laughs> you think that it would be after seeing him. Oh my gosh! But, like when, I didn't know what his name was. Like <laughs> oh you didn't oh okay. I didn't I didn't catch until he's like that's my car and then it like clicked together for <laughs> yeah, me there. like because I'm okay. like what is, what razor fist and then it yeah. made total sense but <laughs> yeah just ridiculous like it's hilarious because they're like this super secretive organization like they move in the shadow kind of things and then he has this like ridiculous car that just screams for attention um notice me yeah. notice me as if the guy with with missing half his arm isn't enough to get your the, the gigantic man with only one arm right isn't enough to get your attention He's got to drive this car, which does he actually fit in that car? Like they didn't ever show him in the car. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would have been that that would have been really tough. Like he's like six foot four in real life. And that does not look like a a six foot four man would would comfortably drive in that unless it was like police academy, like with a uh, high tower where they where they took <laughs> out the front, the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only way that I could think he could fit comfortably in there. So but doing that to a car is on my bucket list in my life. I just want to rip out yeah. the front seat and drive from the back seat. So the, the last dislike note that I had is the third act uh, does suffer as we've, I mean, we've gone through a lot of these um, superhero movies and, and I'll be like DC and Marvel, you know, both suffer from like, Hey, what kind of CGI fest can we put in? Like at the very end, what, what big battle do we need to like, just kind of throw? I mean, WandaVision has like one that seems kind of shoehorned in there, but I mean, they can, they still got away with it a little bit. Um, uh, I appreciated that Loki's wasn't as bad uh, as, as some of the other ones are, but this one does suffer from that a little bit. It's, it's not like all the other stuff, but I still liked it a lot, you know? And so they, they kept playing up. They couldn't just let him win either. Like they would do something like, yeah. Oh, cool. Like, the dragon came out. Now they got it. Oh no, that's not going to work. Like they, they kept trying to make you think they're going to lose. And like, mm-hmm. you're like, they're not, they're not going to lose. You're not going to do that. <laughs> in the first, no, like that's not going to work for this single character. You're not going to bring Shang-Chi in and then just kill him off. Like, yeah, not going to happen. And so like, there was a few too many, like we're trying to build the tension and make you think that it's in mm-hmm. doubt moments. Mm-hmm in the midst of that huge battle, um, which was partially just ways to keep it going. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that suffered a little there. I'm with you. And that's, uh, I'm glad that you, you pinpointed it better than I, I could with my kind of my generic is that it just goes on just ever so slightly too long, Yeah. you know? And so that, and it's, and it, I both am appreciated that 
Shang-Chi doesn't become like a killer, like because his dad's basically about to force him to do that. So it does kind of they had to find some intermediary to like help it where where he's not like the the killer, so to speak. And he he gets all the rest of the rings, but it still felt a little um, disingenuous. I don't know, but it, it very it reminded me a lot of uh, of Vader um, in uh, Star Wars. Like Palpatine is really who kills uh, Vader, um, and he, there's some remorse there. It's like as he kind of sees that it's it's not his wife behind the door, and it is like this evil that he's unleashed on the world, and he's like, oh. Oh goodness. Like yeah. what what did I do? My bad. Hey. Yeah. I prepared you to to do this. I still love you. And boom. Like yeah. I'm out. You know? Yeah, so. they have that little look, that little moment where they mm -hmm. say all those, you know, without saying they say a whole yeah. lot of things mm -hmm. between father and son. And that that part worked um pretty well. I mean, it gives them that full a little more redemption for um for Mandarin. But it overall is just a little long. I'm still I I I liked your point about Katie um, being the one to shoot like that. That did. That was probably the bigger thing during the whole big fight. Like, why is Katie the one that pulls this off? Um, mm -hmm. They could have had her do something else. They could have had her do something funny, like just distract someone and then like run away right. and be making jokes or something like that would have felt more genuine to her character. than yeah. I'm the one who shoots this arrow through this guy. And I, part of what they're going for is just like finally giving her some purpose. Very in her life, like her discovering mm -hmm. it herself, like, ooh, I can do something. But then they don't really do anything with it afterwards. Like, right. it's not like she has some further thing. And that might come more later on because, like, Wu does take her when they go, mm -hmm. like, both of you need to come with me. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the, there's a little bit of suffering. They, they wrap everything up after the big battle so mm -hmm. well, though. I yeah. love some of the stuff after that, but there is a little bit of fatigue in the midst of that that fight for sure yeah the echoing of the earlier um dinner conversation with like the, so the married good. friends yes was was particularly uh funny especially like as you said one of my likes is that we get more uh wong and i mean wong. why do i think his name's woo uh i don't it's know wong. you're completely when, right i'm just when making myself. maybe yeah there's just two <laughs> I, i'm just lost wong yeah, so Wong makes the appearance in the middle. I didn't even correct you in the middle of it, so I'm just a bad friend. Um, Wong makes an appearance. It was like when I uh, forgot to tell you, like in the middle of uh, uh, Knight's Tale, that it was Paul Bettany instead of Batani, and I just let both of us uh, go and go along with that. Perfect amount of Wong in this movie. Like, yes, he gets to show up in the Macau Fight Club with oh, and man, with Abomination. Yeah, the way he beats like, Abomination is so good. So good. <laughs> he makes him punch himself. <laughs> and I love how they're just bros afterwards. Like, you right. just see him behind the curtain. You're like, these guys are just hanging out. Like, they're going to go have a drink now or something. And yeah, it was just, it was great. Yeah. And the fact that, like, after, um, after he tells them all of the stuff about, like, the world, like, like you're, the world just opened. And he's like, you better go home and get some rest. Like, it's going to happen, and it echoes back to the beginning of the, or, and they go sing a hook. And he goes with them. <laughs> and they get Wong to go out with them. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else do you got for, for likes? Um, I read a really cool comment by the director uh, that compared Shang-Chi to Will Hunting. Ooh. 
that there was some of that energy that wanted to get that like here's this person mm-hmm. who has all this potential who has all this stuff and he's doing this like menial minimal job on purpose like mm-hmm. to stay away like he doesn't want to embrace some of that stuff and he doesn't want to jump into that and like that kind of blew my mind as I read that afterwards mm-hmm. thankfully afterwards it's always good to tap into another movie I love anyway absolutely um, and so that was a really cool thought though like just just seeing him kind of accept all that potential and just start living up to who he is instead of trying to hide it and being afraid of it. Um, Cause in, in his case, he's afraid to turn into his dad. Like he doesn't right. want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's terrified of that for good reason. Cause um, it's a Mandarin's an awful dude for a lot of this movie, but well, well, and it seems like he purposely chose like Katie as someone who was like directionless as well. And they, they they kind of bring each other into that like oh yeah we don't have to do that oh yeah we can go out on like a a, a work night and like or... hang out in a karaoke yeah hang out in a karaoke bar but they both recognize especially in the middle of the movie that that they've been doing these things to themselves and like bringing each other down as friends and they do need more direction into uh, what they want to do in life you know yeah. like oh, so. even even early on especially after you get further on and kind of look back, like they go out for the karaoke night and they're doing their thing, but like it shows him getting up in the morning and he's like, mm, it's work mm-hmm. out. And like, you can see that there's a whole lot more to him. Yeah. Like he's, he's like clearly kind of hiding something, holding something back. And so watching that come, come out and let, seeing him embrace that and not be scared of it anymore. Like he was, it is very will hunting. Um, like after I read that, I'm like, you know, there is some similarity. So especially Katie as Chucky. Right. Um, but but that Chucky gets to come along um, yeah. for for uh when Will goes and, and sees about I her. think Chucky should go along in yeah. Goodwill Hunting too. I think we need a sequel. <laughs> uh I I really uh, so Ronnie Ronnie Chiang is uh John John. He's the guy that is kind of the the front face for the uh Macau Fight Club. That's what I'm going to just keep calling it instead of probably, I'm sure that there's some name for it. But he was also in Crazy Rich Asians and he really overstays his welcome in that movie. I thought this was like a perfect use of him. And so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there is that like you can have a little too much of a good thing. And so it kind of goes back into the directing and the story and some of the editing and things too, I'm sure. Cause he kind of shows up at the end, like in the, in the post credit scene that you were talking about, he's still there with Jia Ling uh, in um, Razor Fist. Like those are yeah. kind of her two, her two henchmen at the end of it. Um, that's what I wanted to talk about. So you took it as like, she's going to take over uh 10 rings another organization i laughed whenever i saw that at the end i was like buyers is going to be like right dude there's another another, world dominating organization (laughs) out there how do these guys never find each other like when when does the like bad guy war happen right and they fight each other nope we're just gonna wait for the avengers to show up all the time yeah um no and they they parked this one on the like on the side for a really long time because they did that one shot that we referenced uh, with Tr- Trevor Slattery, like several years ago, like pretty close after the Mandarin was, or after Iron Man three was made, and yeah. so so they have been kind of chilling on this idea for a while. So they just need to figure out how to incorporate it. And so so yeah, you're right. It's like 
the widows, uh, the scrolls, like, uh, Hydra hit out for all those years. Yeah. Um, and, and we're about to find out that there's been eternals here this whole time too. Right. But they can't get involved until Mm -hmm. we have deviants or something. So yeah, it just, I mean, it's, it's what comic book world is like, there's always gotta be another big bad. And so they just keep coming. Um, but I, I did, despite that, like, I thought it was kind of cool. Like, Ooh, are we going to have some more like sibling drama later on? Because she's kind of taken over this role of, of using the 10 rings and uses some of that power that's still left there instead of disbanding it. Like supposedly she was, is that going to be a conflict later? Um, kind of similar to what you see at the end of Dr. Strange with uh, Mordu. Like mm, we were, mm-hmm. we were together now, but now we're eventually we're going to be on opposite sides of this thing. Um, yeah. I also kind of love the the feeling that like we're bringing the band together that you're starting to get the, like when Wu shows up yeah. and says you need to come mm-hmm. with me and there's Banner and and your Brie Larson moment. Um, yep. For the director, he had to. You think he required yeah, that? Like, he threw that in like ah, we need a couple, so uh, you got to give me. Brie. I can't break. I yeah, I, got, I can't break my streak. Yeah. Um, she grew her hair back out again. By the way, are we going to make up our mind what Captain Marvel looks like? By the way, I don't think um, so. No, yeah. I don't think so either. Um, so, but it still was a cool, it, it, it had the, that feeling of that bringing the band together kind of scene, just, just mm-hmm. a hint of it. It's not the full thing, obviously, but you can just kind of see where we're going that they're going to be part of something bigger. And so that's exciting because we weren't sure where we were going. I mean, we've had the Avengers and then we killed some of them off and had others leave and we gotta, we gotta build something up again so we can face this this next big bad that's going to come along because well if you've seen our loki podcast you know who the next big bad is out there so well and the the mandarin i mean these 10 rings that i mean the comic book mandarin has like our alien rings and so they they make um reference to that in the in the mid credit scene that it's not anything that any of them have ever seen and so like, yeah. I mean, he's an incredibly powerful like character in the comics. And so like, and, and Shang-Chi's, he is, he's essentially Batman, like in the comic books, he is a, a, like a man that has, is the, the greatest martial artist in like the Marvel and, and the, the best hand-to-hand combatant in the Marvel universe. And now you gave him superpowers. It's like, uh, like that's that's a big like difference where like this guy almost defeated like the mandarin with to be like giving patrick yeah. mahomes christian mccaffrey in the back two. <laughs> maybe 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 <laughs> like that so so it's it's going to be interesting to see like we've talked about power creep and some of the other things like how um speaking of captain marvel how sometimes you just overpower some of these guys and it just uh it leads to boring um stories because it's just like oh yeah well we're gonna take the 10 rings away now and you gotta figure out it's like okay he's still awesome like what yeah what do you you know those types of uh things kind of the the depowering of thor that they've always done throughout the years it's like oh he lost his hammer he's got to get a um uh stormbreaker back or 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 make stormbreaker or whatever and then he gets the hammer back anyway and all of these other things so um it, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses going along with somebody that we've talked about with loki like 
Kang is coming and they're going to need like some pretty big firepower in order to, yeah. to, to work through, through those things. So, yeah, the, uh, the rings themselves were going to make my list of like slightly negative things just cause like, what, what the heck are these rings? Where are they? And then that mid credit scene solved everything for me. Cause like, yeah. Oh, we're figuring out what these are and there's more to come. Like you're teasing right. that these are going to, something about these plays a big deal later on. So I was like, okay, I'm better now. Um, you, you took away my question, my my quibble about the rings I was going to have that we just kind of didn't explain them at all. Oh, that's because we can't explain them yet. So yeah, okay. and I mean, it is kind of used as this all encompassing kind of like the force. It's almost like like he's like a Jedi, you know, right? <laughs> going in there and messing with all these people and stuff like that, like especially like the early on battle scenes and and such. So. The last uh, few things that I had, uh, Katie and Shang-Chi's relationship is still presented uh, as a friendship in the end. I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, instead of the, it doesn't turn into Teen Wolf. where Right, it's like, we didn't start mugging down. We just yeah. like gently put our head on his shoulder and like, because yeah. we're okay. Everybody survived. We're still alive. And that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, th- I thought that that was uh, cool. I mean, at least for the time being, you know, instead of just this cheesy, like, let's wrap that up with a little bow on it. I was waiting for my son to be like, oh, kissing again. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> my kids were waiting for it, I'm pretty sure. And then it didn't yeah. happen. Didn't happen. I want to wait for the moment where Katie somehow meets like Thor and just like Googles over the, like, goes total <laughs> Scott Lang on Captain right. America or something like, except five right. times funnier because she'll be way more vocal <laughs> yeah um i the last few are about uh Taylor. um it it really is it seems really fast and furious but i felt like it worked as kind of a an epic ending that they were building towards and it is a little hurried but i, I from a plot perspective but i think we were talking about it like anything more, it would just add more to like the CGI craziness of that. Yeah, I just felt like some of the the more subdued parts, like right when they get there, like would have helped a little bit with explaining some more of the 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 plot things. Um, but it was it was still good. They they needed to end the movie. It was starting to get a little bit a, a little bit long. So yeah, we'd already done. It, it could use some more, but it would be hard to do it the way they you know. They can't do to that what they did with his background, like mm, the way they mm-hmm. jump back and flashback. That was really, yeah. you know, as you already talked about, like it was really awesome to have an origin story that didn't have to start where the origin story started. Like we yeah. didn't have to jump all the way back in time and watch everything happen in order. We got mm-hmm. to jump into kind of a fully formed, not fully formed because he's still figuring out, but like he's ready to go. He can jump in, he can fight and do the bus scene, like, and yeah. that's all legit. And then we get, then we get told, oh, this is why he can do all this stuff and like get these flashbacks and things like that. And so it focused more on that side of his life and on his dad and him. And so we didn't get a whole lot of that with his mom because he wasn't a part of, of all her time there. So I was okay with that, that it was kind of, it, it is, you're right. It's totally like a little unexplained that you just kind of have to take it like, Hey, there's this place and there's stuff and there's plenty of things we could ask about and dive into, but yeah. I'm sure we'll explore some of those things eventually so my last little thing on that is i've seen a few complaints um that the taylor uh, creatures are just a 
Pokemon Fest. Like even the in the middle of the in the middle of the the movie, I hear my son like go, "Hey, Everett, look, it's Nine Tails!" Like the fox with like the nine tails is like a Pokemon, and like all these other things look like Pokemon. But that's because Pokemon are based on a lot of these like creatures that are important to Japanese and Chinese cultures because they co-opted them for for these things. So, um, but it just I feel like it was a good attention to detail of like cultural representation of like of course like if you're making a mystical world that has all of these things these are the things that that you would have so i I thought it was really cool it's not your normal like there was like the phoenix and then like these like dragon horses um of course morris's like uh band of uh, brothers and um the uh, what are those things right (laughs) i really thought the uh the lions were cool. Like you've seen those out in front of like every like like sculpture, like um, every China, every Asian restaurant that has right. like yeah. I, I thought that those were those were cool. Um, it just kind of reminded you of, and of course we're star big Star Wars nerds, so we're just like yeah, throw some throw some creatures at me, like yeah, bring all, it. The more the merrier, you know. So I think that that might have been like the we talked about this uh, with the Thor. Uh, whenever we talked about Thor and the MCU stuff, I was like, um, this is this is the next step and this is going to be weird. They're just like, hey, man, we're we're 23 movies. We're 24 or whatever it is right. movies in. We can just we can throw just crazy We've stuff at you. We've got so much yeah. credit built up. We can do whatever we want right now. Um, it was a weird flex. Like, we're going to yeah. we're going to like take some more risks. We're going to make some bigger yeah. jumps. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like. I think what helped so much is all that martial arts stuff that is grounded. Mm-hmm. That is like like hand to hand combat. Like this isn't. Yeah. There's nothing mystical or supernatural about him just beating the snot out of a bunch of dudes on a yeah. bus or on scaffolding. Like we've seen that a hundred times, and we're used to that. That's normal. Yeah. Um, we just hadn't seen it in a Marvel movie yet. So yeah. Was there anything else that uh, you had on your likes? No, I mean, uh, there will be so much more on a second watching. It'll go up even more because trying to just sit there and cram all the details back into my notes right after watching it, there was just a lot. There's a lot yeah. that goes on. There's a lot that happens. And the vast majority of it was highly enjoyable. So I feel like I need to just throw another Simu Liu, like, is like a star in the making, like, at the end here to bookend it because I felt like that's what I led with. And then we didn't really talk about a lot of his like without him this movie does not work no and i know that sounds ridiculous because it's like oh yeah of course like the star of the movie like if if they weren't good it wouldn't work but for like uh i mean a lot of these guys are relatively unknown um before marvel gets their hands on him like pratt was was still kind of like on the border of a, a lot of those things and well certainly not in the way that this went like he hadn't jumped into yeah. the action and the, all the stuff he does now right. he was you know, like on sitcom type show stuff yeah and like hemsworth is probably the closest one he's he's probably he was probably the least um well known like when he was cast as thor uh, comparatively speaking to a lot of these other folks like yeah. Paul Rudd was a comedy star Don Cheadle like all these other people like Chris Evans had literally already played a Marvel superhero right <laughs> so 
so i mean for for as uh as big of a, a reach as it was to cast a, an unknown an unknown in this um, they could have just kind of went chalk and be like okay who's the foremost martial artist like um if he was just a little bit early, uh, younger um oh gosh is it donnie donnie yuen that that did um uh it man series and he plays the um uh rogue one character cheer it um so i mean it, you could probably say like oh okay like maybe if he was just a little bit younger like you you put him in there and just be like cool we got it yeah but they decided, i mean if you're making this movie i don't know 20 years ago like yeah you just pull out Jet Li or somebody you know right like, exactly yeah that, just throw him in there off, but yeah, i mean you take a big you take a big swing and you you hit a home run with it it's like you get the pats on the back so yeah yeah I mean, like I said, I mean, he's he's the backbone of everything that happens. You know, I mean, we talked a lot about, oh, this this is really good or this is really good. But like 95 percent of those are plays off of him mm-hmm. and he has to be good or it doesn't work and it doesn't land. And right. he lands all those things. He lands the comedy scenes. He lands the serious scenes. He lands the fight scenes that mm-hmm. is really funny when he goes in and they make him take off his shirt. In the, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like happened to your shirt but you can also see in her face like i did not know he was hiding that under there like right he just looks like every man guy like just normal dude Mm -hmm. who's going out drinking doing karaoke late into the night and then all of a sudden he takes his shirt off and he's no he's he's like hemsworth-esque over here he's all (laughs) now and i felt like to just kind of wrap up your point i felt like it was like a father and son movie i mean i know i just compared it to uh um the like the, the mecca father son movie the father son movie with uh return of the jedi but like it, it does have a lot of the i mean that's the core of the movie yeah i mean i mean jaling of course is in there i mean she's part of that but it really boils down to um the the sins of the father you know so yeah well, and he's trying to get him to, to join the dark side for most of the mm-hmm. movie and then sees that that can't happen and that horrible things are about to happen and he's all going to die and kind of gives himself up and yeah, makes peace with his son again as yeah. he's dying. So yeah. uh, it's very, it's very uh, Vader Luke kind of moment. Yeah. And that's never a bad comparison for me. So <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed the, the corner booth at Rex's on, on Shang-Chi. Um, if you have any, uh, comments or questions or things that uh, you'd like to discuss um, about the movie, uh, hit us up at our uh, email at phileopodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a note on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram is phileopodcast, all one word, all lowercase, and uh, the phileopodcast on Facebook. You can find the page and throw some comments on there um, when we post this. So, all right, great job, buyers. Good brownies. Brownies. Brownies.